You're listening to the Unitarian Universalist Church of Lexington podcast. Take a moment to center yourself in this space and enjoy this week's sermon. Today's reading is Desiderata by Max Ehrman. 1927. Go placidly amid the noise and the haste, and remember what peace there may be in silence. As far as possible, without surrender, be on good terms with all persons. Speak your truth quietly and clearly, and listen to others even to the dull and the ignorant, they too have their story. Avoid loud and aggressive persons. They are vexatious to the spirit. If you compare yourself with others, you may become vain or bitter, for always there will be greater and lesser persons than yourself. Enjoy your achievements as well as your plans. Keep interested in your own career, however humble. It is a real possession in the changing fortunes of time. Exercise caution in your business affairs, for the world is full of trickery. But let this not blind you to what virtue there is. Many persons strive for high ideals, and everywhere life is full of heroism. Be yourself, especially do not, affain, do not feign affection. Neither be cynical about love, for in the face of all aridity and disenchantment, it is as perennial as the grass. Take kindly the counsel of the years gracefully surrendering the things of youth. Nurture strength of spirit to shield you in sudden misfortune, but do not distress yourself with dark imaginings. Many fears are born of fatigue and loneliness. Beyond a wholesome discipline, be gentle with yourself. You are a child of the universe, no less than the trees and the stars. You have a right to be here. And whether or not it is clear to you, no doubt the universe is unfolding as it should. Therefore, be at peace with God, whatever you conceive him to be. And whatever your labors and aspirations, in the noisy confusion of life, keep peace in your soul. With all its sham, drudgery, and broken dreams, it is still a beautiful world. Be cheerful. Strive to be happy. What is your life's purpose? That's a nice, easy summer question. 
for us to contemplate? What is your life's purpose? Or even better yet, what's your life's potential? If the questions sound the same to you, that's a good place to start. Let's parse the words just a little bit. Your purpose is not necessarily your potential, and your potential is not necessarily your purpose. Maybe they can be the same, but should they be? If I have the potential to climb Mount Everest, is that my purpose in life? Good questions. No answers, really. You get to decide. The founder and directing teacher of my specific Zen school, Pacific Zen Center, John Tarrant, will often interrupt the question of what is your life's purpose by replying with, I don't know, what's for breakfast? Because to him, that's a much more interesting question. What's for breakfast? What's for dinner? What am I going to do right now? And can't that be my purpose? Shifting from moment to moment to moment to moment. And on and on. An example of this is that just over a week ago, I was headed to a four-day Zen retreat in the mountains of eastern Kentucky. On my way to my destination, I decided to stop in Prestonsburg for lunch. I had never been there. I didn't know what to expect. I found a diner called Billy Ray's. It was, it was as great as it sounds. I sat at the counter, and the special of the day was the fried chicken. And one day I may try it, because the whole town was there to get Billy Ray's fried chicken. Instead, I ordered something simple. I was starving. And I sipped on the sweetest sweet tea I have ever had in my life. And as I was sitting there enjoying the ambiance of that place, the people, you really get to know a place by just being among the people. An older man walked up to the register that was right next to my seat. He was dressed in worn blue overalls, a plaid shirt underneath, a ragged baseball cap on, and he had one of the deepest Kentucky accents I've ever heard. And as he paid his bill, he started to sing. That unique type of Appalachian song, like Sean Nuss singing in Ireland, melodic, haunting, with vowels and consonants that last ages intonations that clash with one another and yet are still beautiful. The sound of his gravelly voice, and yet it was just so beautiful, gravelly and beautiful. It filled the diner and people calmed down. They listened. And he sang of going home to the Green Mountains. And I thought, yes, this Right now is my purpose in life, to be here, to hear this song, sipping sweet tea at Billy Ray's in the Green Mountains of Kentucky. That moment, I was part of this unexpected audience. Tomorrow, maybe I'll be a mountain climber. Right now, for me, I'm a preacher. Three hours from now, I'll likely be a couch potato, if I'm being honest with you all. But who knows? Who knows? All I know is right now, this moment. For you, even with your thoughts that might be on your mind, your to-do lists, wondering where this sermon is going, or 
thinking about something you forgot to do, whatever's on your mind, your purpose in life right now is to be a part of this unique community. Me too. When I lived in Massachusetts, I briefly lived in a cooperative housing neighborhood. The community would gather together often to share food, music, conversation, and whatnot. And one night, someone who was just about to graduate high school just turned to me at dinner and asked, you're going to be a minister, right? What should I do with my life? I thought about it a minute, and my answer was simple. Do whatever would break your heart if you didn't. Do the thing that's calling to you. Looking back, it was an okay answer. Tonight, I might answer, today I might answer, well, dessert is in a few minutes. Go do that. Eat dessert. That particular person was asking about a career. His answer to do, to do, the answer to do what would break your heart might be something more immediate than a career, than a job. It may have nothing to do with productivity or money. So often the answers we hope for or receive have to do with work. We like to draw lines, right? Or someone else will draw them for us about the worthiness of a life's passion or pursuit. Is it productive? Does it make enough money? The infamous, infamous remarks about basket weaving in college illustrates this. I heard that growing up my whole life. You've heard it or made comments about it, no doubt. Basking weaving isn't finance. Well, yeah, it isn't. I can tell you that. But basking weaving has a great story of shared practice and wisdom handed down through generations across cultures deep into human history before human history with complex techniques, intimate understandings of certain plants and fibers, artistry, creativity. That sounds like a life's passion and potential to me. We also hear those comments about, oh, basket weaving, is that productive enough? You hear that with philosophy? Sports, depending on the sport. Art history, theology and religion, English majors, and so on. It would be a worthy exploration to dig deep into the wisdom of disciplines that are often met with eye rolls and sighs. My point for today is that part of our reaction, in my opinion, is rooted in our insistence that a life's purpose means work. Or a life's purpose means a certain kind of work. For me, a good way to let go of that mess just a little bit is to think about potential instead. Everyone has potential. Everyone has possibility. Even the busiest and most stressed among us has potential. Even the angriest, saddest, happiest, most bewildered people, even the youngest, the oldest, your purpose can change, and maybe that's where we should leave that, but your potential, there's something deeper to that word, something that gets right at the heart of things. And it's not a singular thing. We might like a single answer, 
and there's plenty of people out there that will give you such an answer, don't believe them. Potential contains multitudes. And it's always helpful to remember that within each of us, even people you don't like, there are entire worlds of thought and feeling, every single one of us. So let's ask the question again. What's your potential? There's a recent show on Apple TV called The Big Door Prize based on a novel by M.O. Walsh. And it digs into this idea of potential, or really the search for that potential. In this show, we find ourselves in a small American town in the Pacific Northwest. And one day at the general store, a large blue machine just appears out of nowhere. It's called a morpho machine after those beautiful blue butterflies. And what happens is simple. Has anyone seen this show? Okay, all right, you know where this is going. Yeah. People enter the machine, close the door, sit down. The machine asks them a couple questions and people just enter that information in. I'm like, what? Why would you do this? It says, what's your social security number? And they're like, okay. Uh. And in a few moments, it spits out a little blue envelope that says on the front, your life potential. Inside the envelope is an equally little blue card with a single word answer, sometimes two words. More often, it's just one. I won't spoil too much, but the entire town is turned upside down. People are questioning careers, hobbies, relationships, the entire structure of their life. One of the characters gets the word biker on the card, so she goes out and buys a Harley. Some people get devastating words, confusing words, life-changing words, words that inspire, move, push, motivate, and so on. Some words that make no sense at all. One of the more adversarial characters gets the word ghost on the card as their life potential. We, the viewers, are left watching the characters wrestle with the words on those cards. Seeing how people lie, forge, or proudly proclaim them. It becomes a rite of passage for this whole community. If you don't get your little blue card from that machine, something is wrong with you. People are pressured to do it. It's a pretty wild concept. The show at once confuses the idea of potential or purpose, or rather the characters confuse the idea of potential and purpose. The cards clearly say your life potential, not your life purpose. Maybe this is the point of this whole story. We've talked about this, that human beings gravitate towards certainty. <laughs> I've shared the story that I was convinced in my young adulthood that there was a single book in this world of ours that would answer all of my questions and define my life. It wasn't the Bible. It wasn't the Quran, it wasn't the Bhagavad Gita, it wasn't the cloud of unknowing. I kept searching, seeking, and wondering, looking for that definitive, clear answer. What was it for you, if not books? <laughs> or what is it for you now? How are you trying to define your purpose in life? What are you looking for? Is it a quest for something definite? I know you're not alone in this. We all do it. 
I'd like to imagine what would happen if a machine like the one in the story popped up here, right there. We could enter it. I hope you wouldn't enter your social security number. And in turn, there it would be for each of us, a little blue card with our life's potential printed on it. What would that do for you? Would it do anything? Well, we don't need to really ask. We could try it now if we want. Now, I have to say, getting the actual machine here is outside of our budget. <laughs> but, you know, I, I did manage to find some little blue cards that says your life potential on them. Hmm. Each one has a word, just a word. Some will make sense. Some won't. Some are weird. Some are mysterious. Some are silly. You might get something you love, you like, you hate. You want to burn it immediately. Throw it away. Rip it up. Now, I've tried to avoid the existentially devastating words like ghost. In a moment, we're going to pass these out. No social security re number required. <laughs> But just hold on to it when you get it. No peeking. Not yet. We'll open them together. And for those of you online, well, lucky you, there'll be extra cards in our little free library after the service. So let's go ahead and pass these out. And remember, no peeking. Not yet. I was watching some of you, and you get the basket, and you're like, I don't know. <laughs> the moment of truth. Are you ready? All right, let's see what we got, and then you can share it with your neighbor, and when you hear the bell, we'll come back together here. Oh. So what do you think of what you got? Did someone get something spot on? Oh, okay. Something shocking. Hmm, okay. How about weird? Anything weird? Who's going to need to think about it for a while? <laughs> yeah. There's something I feel like the story we're talking about offers us here. It's a warning. When we receive words or images or books or whatever, we can take them literally. We can let them upend our lives. Sometimes, let's be clear, sometimes it does work out. Other times we just keep searching and searching and searching, never satisfied with the answers we receive. For us today, the encouragement is just to hold on to the word. The image it gives in your mind, whatever it's doing for you, don't take it literally unless it's what you need, right? Who got, well, I got Weaver. And I'm not going to weave a sweater. Or maybe I will. Or maybe I'll weave new meaning in my life. 
or maybe something else will come up. Did anyone get innkeeper? Hmm, no one got innkeeper. Hmm. Interesting. Who got royalty? Nice. What could that mean for you? We could keep going. We could keep going. Oh. <laughs> The burden is not light. <laughs> we could keep going. We could keep going. The goal for us is to receive these words for what they are. Words. Words to reflect on as we reflect on our potential. Maybe they're relevant. Maybe they're not. Maybe they'll lead us to exactly where we need to be. We say that week after week. And we mean it. You are exactly where you need to be. Well, you've got the card you were supposed to get this morning. Does that make me a fatalist? Maybe. But if we greet the moment just as it is, just so, maybe I'll open up something unexpected for us. And maybe in looking at this, we just need to go with our gut. Sometimes that tells us everything we need to know. What we don't need to have is a room full of existential crises. <laughs> Did anyone get pioneer? Ah, okay. You don't need to go run off and live on the prairie yet. Or maybe you do. <laughs> or maybe you need to think about something you'll do that's pioneering for yourself, for someone you love, something simple but still meaningful. Our potential contains multitudes. It need not be earth-shattering. It need not dominate every facet of our lives. It need only be what we need as we greet each moment before us. So what is your life potential? You don't need me or a machine to tell you about this. You have everything you need to figure it out. And sometimes things will come along that do help us figure it out. Some people turn to tarot, astrology, psychics, the divine, prayer, meditation, memento mori, secular mindfulness, the list goes on and on. Whatever it is, if it becomes a tool for showing up in your life, great. If it becomes a tool for commanding your life, we might have a problem. If someone were to ask me their purpose today, I'd likely say, I think your purpose is to be exactly where you are. But have you thought about your potential? It's never that easy, though, these big questions. But it never hurts to start. As Unitarian Universalists, we commit ourselves to a free and responsible search for truth and meaning and acceptance of one another and encouragement to spiritual growth in our communities. If you want to go buy a Harley because your card said biker, I would only ask you this. Will it be life-affirming and life-giving for you? If you answer yes to both, go for it. As an aside, no one's card has biker on it. So, <laughs> But whatever potential you discover within yourself, go there and thrive. As long as it, 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 it gives life and affirms life for you and the world around you. It's really that simple. And it's in the same breath, it's also that difficult. So what's your potential? May we continue to encourage one another 
in this shared quest. Blessed be, dear friends. Amen. I hope you've enjoyed this week's podcast. If you would like to learn more about us, please visit our website at www.ucl.org, where you can find more information about our grounds, staff, and upcoming events. You can also subscribe to our e-news there and learn about our virtual service offerings. We'll see you next week.